Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Time for another episode of Bearcat Blitz. I'm your host, Russ Heltman, on the Believe Network, joined by my co-host, Neil Meyer, both of us of All Bearcats from allbearcats.com, and Neil also writing for thefrontofficenews.com as well. Check out all our coverage there, and check out the show wherever you want to find us, all kinds of different mediums, whether it's visually on Talking Cats with Russ Heltman or on Bally Sports Ohio every single weekend, or you can check us out podcast platforms as well spotify apple google all those good spots subscribe rate and review there help us grow the show as we get ready for another one right now the bearcats fall in their worst loss of the season 18 point defeat at the hands of tcu 75 57 we pick up the pieces from that debacle look at any if any hopes the cincinnati bearcats have of making an at-large appearance in the ncaa tournament Give a quick check-in on the running backs coach search, which is still ongoing as we sit roughly 10 to 14 days away from the midst in the middle of spring practice. And then we will preview the Houston matchup traveling to number two Houston. The Bearcats did not head back to Clifton after the loss on Saturday to TCU. They stayed in Texas. We'll see if that respite in the Lone Star State is enough to give them the energy to take out the best team arguably in the country this season yeah. in the Houston Cougars. First though, message from Bet Online, which continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code believe. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. Neil, 75-57 defeat against TCU. Basically, everything that went wrong, went wrong. That Everything that could go wrong, went wrong for Cincinnati in this contest. They got absolutely housed in the second half, 36-25. to The offense completely fell off. A cliff, just one scorer in double figures. That was Day-Day Thomas, who played pretty well. But outside of that, another terrible night at the free throw line. Another night where you don't make nearly enough threes that you need to do on the road. And a night where the TCU Horned Frogs out-rebound the Bearcats, Neil. 33-32, just the third time that's happened this season. And that stat right there has to be the most alarming result from this game because it clearly shows to me, Neil, that the will the want to, and the heart of this team is starting to slowly drip away out of the season. 
Yeah, and that is an alarming stat right there. Obviously, coming into this matchup, that was something we talked about, especially with Ernst Uda unavailable for TCU. We talked the main priority was win the Battle of the Glass, and that is something they did not do on Saturday down in Fort Worth. Aziz Bandego, although finished with nine rebounds, so he did his part on the glass, but everyone else surrounding there, it was down from there. Aziz Bandego finished with nine. That's a matchup you have to win the Battle of the Glass. I mean, Victor Lockin even saw significant minutes for the first time in nearly two and a half weeks. He played almost utmost of 16 minutes, so he only finished with two rebounds in those 16 minutes. But, man, that was a – it was a devastating performance, to say the least, because they knew what was riding uh, heading into this one, especially after the missed opportunities versus Houston and Iowa State. The last time Wes Miller mentioned in a presser that he felt like some opportunities did slip and get by. But they knew that this was going to be the one that they needed, especially coming off the loss versus Oklahoma State on Wednesday night. And, man, that was a devastating loss. And then now they have the opportunity to go to Houston and win on Tuesday. But they also have the opportunity to where if they fall three straight games, their NCAA tournament chances are looking slimmer and slimmer as the season quickly approaches the end. Yeah, they dripped below 20% to get an at-large bid on team rankings. We'll dive into all that in the second segment. but. Just a flat performance, Neil. It's really, really, really brutal for Bearcats fans who were hoping Wes Miller would live up to his declaration. What do you say, Neil, in the earlier part of the season? Their best basketball for this team is ahead of them. This is not Mm -hmm. the team you are going to see at the end of the year. Well, we're four games away from the end of the season, and they just had their worst loss of the year, worst loss of the season, 18 points. Neil, you could argue this was the worst loss of the Wes Miller era. You could very much argue that, given what they had to do, the scenario they found themselves in, being in year three, you have to, not you don't have to make the NCAA tournament, but you're looking strong. You're looking like a a favorite to make the NCAA tournament. They were favored on DraftKings Sportsbook before the Oklahoma State loss last week. It was right there for the taking for them. And they get hit in the mouth a little bit on Wednesday. So you think, all right, you got to at least show up and cover the spread against TCU. You've got to at least show up and do what you've done every single time you've been an underdog, except for one in this league's play so far, and that's beat the spread. Five, one, and one against the spread so far in Big 12 play as an underdog. And that's on the season as an underdog. And they've, they've done well in that scenario before, Neil, but something just didn't quite click in this game. And it resulted in another result in the late portion of a West Miller coach team season where UC puts up just below 60 points and they put up a flat, flat performance at that. Two years ago in West Miller's opening campaign, 56-54 loss to South Florida on February 26th, late in February, to really just put an entire capper on any hopes of the NCAA tournament that season. The following year, you go and take on Houston, a massive, massive game against Houston where you completely lay an egg in the later part of the year. February, or excuse me, March 11th, they completely fall flat in the final game of the season, Neil. They, at that point, were not going to get an at-large bid. You weren't going to make the NCAA tournament for sure, but you could at least pull off some kind of miracle, get past the toughest team, your bugaboo, in the AAC conference and make the AAC championship game, and maybe you get a punch ticket there by winning the tournament. That doesn't happen. And then right when they are on the brink, going to TCU, they get the doors blown off them again. It's it's a tough, tough pill to swallow for Bearcats fans. And I know you're not going to want to hear this 
But Neil, one more year of patience, I think, is warranted. One more year, probably going to get two, I would think. I, I think the patience is going to extend further than that, even if they don't make the tournament next year. But it takes time. It's brutal. These losses are brutal. These results like they had on Saturday are brutal, 75 to 57. You never want to see a team fall flat like that as they did in this instance. But historically, at college basketball's highest level, and even with West Miller at UNC Greensboro, it takes three to four years to build that ultimate foundation and then start punching tickets to the NCAA tournament consistently. That's what happened has happened in West Miller's career. That's what has happened historically for this program. And we'll see if that happens moving down the line. But, Neil, wrapping up this segment, I mean, it was all right there for them to go in and get a much-needed road win against a team you've already beaten this season, and they just ultimately didn't have the answers as a staff, and they didn't have the answers as a team, even though Wes Miller, he seemed a little confused in the Pro Skate Presser, just thinking, man, they they got a good – he noted how well he thought they practiced leading up to the game. It just didn't translate on Saturday. Yeah, and that's a good thing you brought up in the post-game press conference because for people who watched this game, they also had no C.J. Frederick available who was coming off the injury, played three games straight, and then he's unavailable for this one. So you could throw that into the factor as well. But overall, as you mentioned, Russ, fans just have to be patient. And I think that's the biggest oh. thing. I know there's a lot of people on social media who are wanting certain things done, but you got to be patient. you got to trust what the coaching staff is doing. And they also got to remember the Big 12 is the best conference in America, for one. And two, look at how they opened the, the season up. I mean, the first month of Big 12 play was versus six of seven versus top 25 opponents. Then you go down the stretch, you have some opportunities there, but the Big 12 is nobody's game. It's anybody can go out on any given night and win. It's the best conference in America for a reason. But fans, right now you still have to be patient. I mean, we're still year one in this conference. And that's the biggest thing you talk about is year one in the Big 12. I think they've definitely exceeded some expectations early on. But now towards the back half, there were some missed opportunities that got away. But, yeah, it's starting to sit right now like they're just maybe meeting expectations or barely meeting expectations. But overall, there's still some opportunities there towards the end of the season. But you mentioned it, Russ. This loss could definitely be up there with one of the worst ones in Wes Miller's three-year tenure at Cincinnati. But one that really reminds me was the second half performance. It just kind of reminded me something similar of NKU last season. It really yeah. did. And that was the second half struggles. I mean, I thought early well, they had on. 12 points against NKU last season in the second half and 25 in this game in the second half. Mm -hmm. But overall, I mean, I thought after that 8-0 run to take the 23-20 lead, TCU responds with a 14-3 run of their own. And right there, I think after that run, like you can kind of see it was like, the gut punch TCU was wanting to throw and UC just didn't know how to respond after that. And once that gut punch got thrown, it was hard to respond from that. And that's really when the game kind of altered and shifted. But overall, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult loss. It really is, but they're staying in Texas, hopefully get their minds right heading into Houston on Tuesday. Just a season from HE double hockey sticks. That's what it was. It's, it's really been like that. I think they had an opportunity. It was it was there for them to be able to, to punch that at-large ticket. It, it has been there at times. They've played well enough to give themselves that opportunity at times this season. But on the flip side, it's just you got the transfer garbage going on with the NCAA, which that UC gets caught up in that. It completely takes away Aziz Bandago for the first third, most majority of the first third of the season. Jamil Reynolds almost the first half of the season takes that away from him. 
He's never able to really get going down the stretch here. Hopefully in year two in Cincinnati, he can be a force, forceful player on the inside, more so than he has in this stretch uh, winding down the final four games. I mean, CJ Frederick gets injured. The dude just cannot buy a break. I feel so bad for CJ. He's he's a great guy to talk to. Seems like a great dude, Cincinnati kid. You want him to be able to just find some luck in his basketball career health-wise at some point. You hope he can eventually, and we'll see if he's able to come back the rest of the season. But There's just not a lot of info regarding the CJ Frederick injury right now with four games left. And then you're going to a new conference. You face that gauntlet to start, as we mentioned, and just uh, bounce here, a missed shot there, a turnover there, a missed free throw here. It's just been so many little tiny things, Neil, that have hurt Cincinnati enough that when you play in this kind of conference, when you play the non-conference schedule that they did, which ultimately gave them even less margin for error based on the – NCAA tournament chairman committee comments last week saying that if you're playing a non-conference schedule in the 300s and you and you go 500 in conference play in one of these high high level conferences we're not going to give you the benefit of the doubt just because you were able to get to 500 so maybe some lessons learned there scheduling wise interesting to see what they do with the non-con next year to maybe get it closer to the 200 range instead of the 300 range but it just has felt like there's been these little pinpricks here and there needle that have ultimately open the, the blood flow floodgates wide open this season and, and unfortunately left them with a got to win out or win. They got to win five consecutive games at some point the rest of the season to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it starts here on Tuesday night. If you can get the big win versus arguably the number one team in the country in Houston after Purdue's loss last week, it's and Houston's big win over Baylor on Saturday. I think it solidifies them as the number one team in the country. If they can go get this done on Tuesday, you're you're building quite quite the bit of momentum heading into the back stretch. I mean, you have a, a surging Kansas State team, you have West Virginia down the stretch, you have Oklahoma in the next four. So I mean, if you can build some momentum, especially here on the road at Houston on Tuesday, I think you're playing with some some momentum, you're playing with some grease there. But overall, I mean, as you mentioned, they're gonna have to go to the Big 12 tournament. They're going to have to at least win one game in the Big 12 tournament. And I think right now, if the season ended today, they would finish the last game of the season playing versus West Virginia at home. Then they would have to quickly go to Kansas City in short four days later to take on West Virginia back-to-back games, which we all know is never an ideal situation in college basketball when you have to play the same opponent twice in less than a week. So that's not – and that – Personally, I don't like that matchup at all. I'd, I would rather not play West Virginia two games in a row. But with how the standings played out, I mean, if they if that is the case, I would rather go into a team playing Iowa State than playing a Houston in the bracket. I mean, if they win, if the season ended today, they win versus West Virginia in the first round, you get Texas Tech, who they have beaten this season. You can maybe go out and win two games in the Big 12 Conference Tournament. I think you're playing with some great momentum right now. But – that's asking this team to win seven games in a row, roughly six, seven games in a row. And that is not not an ideal situation, especially with how the last few weeks have played out for them to go that far. Yet to pair consecutive wins in conference play this season. Coming back on Bear Caplets. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Had to collect myself there a little bit. I, I don't mean to laugh like that, but it's just sometimes you got to laugh through the pain. Sometimes, you know, like when you're when you're two guys like Neil and I covering what could be the two worst top tier sports of any Big 12 team in the 2023-24 calendar, calendar year, that's what you got to do. Really, really may end up having football and basketball finish in last place in Big 12 standings. Of course, not sitting there right now just yet you see five and nine overall in the big 12 they are one game ahead of oklahoma state and west virginia at four and ten overall we look at their ncaa tournament resume which is basically getting lit on fire right now in terms of an at-large bid they're 45th in the net now after the loss to tcu it actually did not drop them at all in the net rankings compared to their fall following the oklahoma state loss four games left neil at number one houston in the net Hosting number three, number 73, Kansas State in the net at number 39, Oklahoma in the net. And then you host West Virginia, number 148 in the net to close the season. They have to win out. There's no three and one, two and two scenario, one and three. They have to win out. And then they would have to, Neil, win a game. No, they'd have to win two games in the conference tournament. I really think that like it's it's at that point now where there's too many good resumes for them to compete with and too many just non q1 opportunities out there for them to get like q the kansas state has entered a q2 territory now as they kind of hover between that that 75 net ranking mendoza line to get that matchup into the q2 range but just five and nine this season in quadrant one and quadrant two games they're gonna have to get the seven you and i mentioned Six wins in quad one, quad two games. They're going to have to get the seven to be able to pull this thing off. And they're probably going to have to add a couple more. Like they have to win six games in a row, in my opinion, given how poorly last week went for them to ultimately notch an at-large bid. And the, the bracket matrix kind of suggests that as well. Like they are not getting the benefit of the doubt from anybody, even though they play in the Big 12. They are an average 11.29 seed, Neil, on just seven out of 100 verified projections on the bracket matrix as of February 24th. So they haven't been updated really recently in the last couple of days. But even then, I mean, the update would not be kind to the Bearcats. It's not like their opponents have boosted their resume up in terms of the teams they've beaten getting upset wins or the such. And I mean, Xavier got housed by Marquette this past weekend, and that's going to hurt your resume given you lost to a now under 500 Xavier team they're in dire straits as well over in Norwood. I mean, they might finish under 500 total on the full year record for the first time since the 96 season. So, Neil, does not appear that any teams in the Cincinnati area are going to be punching an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. Just up by 75, though, Dayton, firmly, firmly in the at-large ranks. Yeah, absolutely. And it appears that teams here in the tri-state area won't be potentially in that or getting an at-large bid potentially. I mean, depending on whatever NKU does in the conference tournament, obviously they lost Sam Vincent for the season, which was a huge loss for them, but it does, it doesn't seem quite possible. 
Well, mean, they can't get an at-large bid. They would that would be an automatic bid yeah. Through, yeah. For, the, for, for the conference tournament. Yeah, but overall, I mean, it doesn't seem the at-large bid would be there unless the Bearcats win at Houston and build four in a row to end the season. I think that it might throw some things into a wrench, but it, it's very, very unlikely depending how the last two weeks went, especially the loss to Oklahoma State. That was the even worse loss than the first time around at West Virginia. Then those were two games. Like if you win those two games, I think your your season's sitting differently. And that's that's a huge thing we talked about. Games fall a couple points away. I mean, that was a four-point loss to West Virginia earlier in the season, but you lose to the two teams at the bottom of the Big 12 standings and must-win opportunities for games people looked at the schedule earlier in the season and chalked it up as a win. And right now, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna need a lot of help to get that at-large bid. And, I mean, if they can get something done here in Houston on Tuesday, that that will be substantial. I mean, especially with how Houston's coming off a, a very, very gutsy win over number 11 Baylor in overtime. So Houston's right now continue to improve that they are the number one team in the country. And it's not going to be an easy challenge for us. It really isn't. And we talked four straight. You would be have to go four straight and then go into the, NC, or the Big 12 tournament and still continue to make some noise, which – you mentioned it. The Bearcats are yet to win consecutive Big 12 games. And let's be honest, it, it's going to be hard to find that momentum to string that together here in the final four games of the season. It really will be. Negative 42.5%. UC's odds on team rankings, Neil, to get an NCA automatic bid one week ago were hovering near the 60% range, and they have dropped 42.5% since now sitting at 15.6%, the highest drop, the biggest drop of any team in the country over the past seven days. It was a crucial, gotta have one win week, and the Bearcats left it with zero. Very, very low likelihood that they get into the NCAA tournament. And I will say this, I don't think they have to win six in a row. If they were to pull off a road upset of Houston and then win their next four games, including the first round matchup in the Big 12 tournament, which would be a quad two or better game in that scenario because you would be in the middle of the pack of the Big 12 standings at that point, then they will get in the NCAA tournament if they pull off five consecutive wins. The likelihood of that happening, as mentioned, 16% roughly. I would put it even lower than that because they have to go to Houston, a team and a game we're about to preview in just a moment. ESPN matchup predictors, lowest chance of the season for Cincinnati to pick up a win so far. Neil Meyer, Russ Elman, returning to close out this episode of Bearcat Blitz after this. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Houston, Neil, we know all about them. Leaning back in my chair because... People know what Houston brings, baby. They know what Houston brings. Best defense in the country. A top 16 offense at that by adjusted efficiency. They grind you down. They hit those boards. 
top 15 nationally in offensive rebounding percentage. They destroyed UC on the glass in the last game, and it's the reason UC lost the basketball game. 17 to 9 disadvantage for the Bearcats on the offensive glass and a 67 62 defeat. They're going to have to shoot 70% plus from the free throw line again. UC will have to. They're going to have to get to the line 20 plus times again. And Neil, this time around, they got to make close to 10 threes. They got to find a way to put close to 10 triples through that basket because this is the best, the best field goal percentage team in the country. It is the best. They are the best team in the country at defending shots, and they got to find a way to, by luck, by shot creation, by hell or high water, baby, find a way to get close to 10 triples to fall, close to 20 free throws to go down. By that point, you got 50 points, and you can piece together some layups, some transition points here and there. Turning Houston over would be massive in this game as one of the top 10 teams in the country in terms of turnovers, turnovers given up on the season. They do not turn the ball over at all, and Cincinnati struggled to get them to do that last game. I believe they were held to just five total turnovers out of the Houston Cougars. They did a great job against Jamal Shedneal, who is going to be my guy to, to watch and a guy that they need to force into 25 shots again. But I don't know if he's going to shoot six for 25 again, and they cannot allow him to have a 100% assist-to-turnover ratio. Four assists to zero turnovers. Jamal Shedd did not shoot the ball well in this game, but he did a great job of finding Jawan Roberts and those big men for board, for uh, for second-chance opportunities off the glass, and they got to limit that in this game. The strength of the Bearcats, that front court, you're going to show up? Is that trio going to show up? It's it's put up or shut up time right now. The season is on the line. The the, the legacy you could argue of a Victor Locken here is on the line. It, imagine how much differently we will talk about a Victor Locken if he goes into Houston on Tuesday night, puts up a seventeen and ten performance, completely redeems himself, puts this team on his back, goes five for five from the free throw line, makes the winning free throws, and they and they sing kumbaya in the locker room. Think about how we would talk about Victor Locken compared to how we have been discussing him and his nadir of his career so far over the past three weeks. It's a huge opportunity for Vic. It's a huge opportunity for Jamil Reynolds. And it's a huge opportunity for Aziz Bandego. Those three guys need to be the best players on the floor to find a way to win that rebounding battle and find a way to get enough buckets inside to make those numbers meet in terms of triples and free throws. What do you got, Neil, in terms of your top player and prediction? I'll give you my prediction right now. I don't think any of that really happens. Give me the Cougars 76-61 over the Bearcats. Yeah, my player, you mentioned it, Jawan Roberts. I mean, he absolutely bullied the Bearcats last time they came to Clifton. And, I mean, this was a, a Houston team that people forget jumped out to a 19-4 to run in the opening eight minutes of this one. And if that certainly happens again on Tuesday night, it's, it's danger zone early, to say the least. I mean, look what happened on Saturday in the Houston Cougars matchup versus Baylor. They jumped out to a 41-25 lead at the half, and Baylor literally almost came back and won that game behind Jacoby Walter there in the second half. But Jawan Roberts, man, Russ, we talked about it. What he did last time in Clifton earlier this month was just absolutely crazy. He bullied the Bearcats inside. I mean, he was getting anything he wanted, lived rent-free in the paint, it seemed like, on the glass, right there in the 8 to 12 foot range. I mean, that's what makes that team so special is he alters this game in so many different ways. And his presence alone makes Houston better. But 
We talked about it. You talked about it. They're not going to hold Jamal Shedd to 6 of 25 again. I mean, despite the Baylor performance, he finished 1 for 10 in the second half and then comes down and hits the buzzer beater at the end that gets waved off. And then look what he did in the overtime period. Caught fire again and willed Houston to a victory. But this Houston team, it, you talk, Russ, you got to hit the threes. You got to because when they put that ball into the post, it's doubled very quickly. And they got to be expecting that double and be ready to kick that ball out because as soon as it's there, good luck. Juwan Roberts and some kind of guard is dropping down on you. What Baylor was doing, or Houston was doing a good job of attacking Baylor's 1 3 1 defense. They're going to be a good job attacking Cincinnati. That's what Houston does that will wear you down. But a difference maker in this contest, Russ, heading into this one, was Houston's bench is now even shorter. Because Ramon Walker, who saw significant minutes in the first matchup of the season, is out for the season after tearing a lateral meniscus last week. So that is a substantial loss to Houston in terms of depth off the bench. But you still have to deal with Jamal Shedd and Jawan Roberts. I mean, Jamal Shedd's arguably the best point guard in college basketball right now. Outside of maybe Tyler Kolick and maybe two others, I think Jamal Shedd deserves the recognition to be talked about as one of the best point guards in all of college basketball, especially on the defensive end because, man, his defensive performance is electric, but Aziz Bandego, Jamil Reynolds, Victor Lockin, you got to fight on your hands with Jawan Roberts, and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup. But if they can contain Jawan Roberts and don't allow him to go 19 and 10 like they did in the first matchup, keep him to maybe 14 and six, even that, keep him at those numbers, could be could be a little bit favoring the Bearcats' favor, but. Jawan Roberts is a bully, and we've all seen it. We've all seen what he's been able to do for Kelvin Sampson and the Cougars. But my prediction, Russ, it's going to – and the Cougars are 15-0 at home. We have to kind of discuss about that. They have – all three of their losses have came on the road. So they play really well at home. I'm going with the Cougars 74-64 to 64 in favor of Houston on Tuesday night. 96.1% ESPN matchup predictor favorites the longest odds Cincinnati has faced the season. And I would imagine once that betting line comes out later on Monday, it will be the longest betting odds Cincinnati has faced in the 23-24 campaign. For Neil Meyer, I'm Russ Eltman. This has been Bearcat Blitz on the Believe Network presented by Bet Online. <laughs> Seconds left, shot clock off, four-point game. DeJulius puts up a three. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.